Now, I know you've been enjoying this episode, and you're probably thinking in your head right now, damn, Apex, what is it now? What, what, what do you got to tell me about now? I need to tell you about recording your own podcast and getting it distributed only by using Anchor. All right, so, so let me explain. See, first off, it's free. Also, there's certain tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, your tablet, or your computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts, CastBox FM, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, and that's Anchor. So make sure you go download the free, free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the artist Bree Cross 4. Now, if you want to download that melody masterpiece, make sure you download the SoundCloud app and search Bree Cross 4. That's B R I C R O S S and then the number 4. And the name of that track is More and More. Listen. I'm going to listen to this track more and more myself. So make sure you download the SoundCloud app. Search Bree Cross 4. That's B-R-I Cross and then the number 4. And the name of the track is More and More. Hello, my faithful fellow listeners. Welcome to another episode of Podcast About Nothing. But before I get into it, let me do my formalities. Have you ever thought about traveling? Or, or throwing a party, or quinceanera, or bar mitzvah, and you're on Instagram, well, go follow What Occasion. What Occasion, all one word. It's a travel agency and a party planning company. Go follow What Occasion, all one word. No matter what the occasion, go with What Occasion. Here we are. Here we are. We're, we're here now. It's time. I've, I've kind of... I don't know. I, I kind of was looking... I, I was looking forward to recording this episode. Okay? Now, I, I went through all of the ads and all of the, all of the promos. I'm going to get right down to the nitty-gritty. Y'all already know who it is. Y'all already know what it is. Now it's time to get to what we're here about, right? Uh, Alright. <clears throat> Kales. The pie popper of R&B. R. Kelly. The Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. 
Mr. I Believe I Can Fly. Whether you're stepping in the name of love or if you feel like age ain't nothing but a number, whatever decade you came in, when R. Kelly became R. Kelly, whether he was wearing the uh, Zorro black mask or he had the bald head or, or, or the cornrows and the Zorro mask and stuff like that, like when he was dropping a gospel album, whatever generation you came in when R. Kelly was R. Kelly at the end of the day 30 years 30 years I'm 28 30 years 30 plus years and now we go from R. Kelly to simply just the pie popper of R&B and all of that the icon now we're here and he is, he's Robert. He's Robert now. I never would have thought, all right, let me take this back. Let me take it back. Let me take it back. Let me take it back. When that sex tape first dropped, even though R. Kelly got off, we all know that that was R. Kelly. When that sex tape first dropped, I was I believe I was in the seventh grade, if I'm not mistaken. So I was about 12, 12 or 13 years old when that sex tape first dropped. And I believe that girl was 16, I believe. Never heard from her. Haven't seen her since. But I was about 12 or 13 years old. She was about 15 or 16. Haven't seen from her. Haven't heard from her. Which I found to be odd. But, I mean, you know, I guess when you get paid that hush money, that's exactly what you're going to do, you know? A contract, a, 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 an agreement is going to be signed. You're never to be heard from, never to speak on it ever again. That was clearly R. Kelly, clearly. But, you know, he got off. He got off. Face no, no prison time for that. He got off. Um, I think they said in 2008 he was found innocent. Not necessarily found innocent, but not enough evidence was brought forth to the court for the jury to find Robert Kelly guilty. I remember an episode of Boondocks when they made a whole episode about the whole R. Kelly trial. They made a whole episode about it. It doesn't seem like, dang, that was 2008? I was 17. Anyway, 
Fast forward, man. Fast forward 10, 11 years. Here we are, 2019. R. Kelly now going down for 10 counts of sexual assault. I believe that that's the... I know it's 10 counts of sexual something. I believe it's sexual assault. These girls have been brainwashed. Stockholm syndrome, if you will. I learned that in psychology class. Don't Google it. I believe it's Stockholm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stockholm syndrome is the right term. Stockholm syndrome. I remember taking psychology class in in college. So, you know, I, I know something. And that's what's so fascinating about all of this to me because I minored in psych. I majored in criminal justice and I minored in psychology in college. Went to college in Texas in case y'all didn't know. And that's the part that's fascinating to me. Not only me majoring in criminal justice, but the psychology behind the criminal act that is partaken or that is being. Um, yeah, I'm going to just go with partaken by Robert Kelly. It's the psychology behind it. Because to to be able to accomplish, I don't want to say accomplish, to be able to do what he has done. There has to be a psychology to it. There's a mental science to what he has done to these. They're now women, but they started off as young girls. They started off as not young women, but as girls. 16, 17 years old, right? There's a psychology to him being able to pull off what he has done. To have some of these girls held captive for four years. And I I, I watched the interview he had with Gail King. Listen, shout out to Gail King, man. The Scottie Pippen to Oprah's Michael Jordan. Shout out to Gail King, dude. For real. See, I didn't even know she worked for CBS. I thought she just, you know, hung around Oprah and Oprah and Oprah cost her. You know what I'm saying? Oprah would toss her like 100 mil every now and then. That's what I thought. I didn't know she worked for CBS. I mean, I'm pretty sure Oprah got her that gig, but I didn't know that Gail King like worked. I thought she was just getting paid for being Oprah's best friend. But anyway, she conducted this interview, right? I don't know if y'all saw it or not. And it's not over because from the video clip that I saw that was about... I watched a total of about 17 minutes today. Gail King said, the queen, Gail King, Gail Queen said that she spoke to Robert Kelly today. Well, she spoke to Robert Kelly yesterday for about 80 minutes. That's a long time, dog. 80 minutes to just sit down and talk to somebody that you don't really know. You're just going off of What's being presented all, all over the internet and all over social media and all over broadcast television. That's the only thing you're talking about for 80 minutes. 
Now, I'm not sure if y'all watched the interview. There's parts of the interview that has been memed. It's been memed. Part of that interview has been memed. There's been quotes pulled from that interview that has been memed already. Internet does not wait long. Not the internet. Black Twitter does not wait long to meme anything that's going on in pop culture. Right? So, Gail King, I'm watching this interview. I was watching this interview today, right? There was a line that Robert Kelly said. And I laughed. She um, she asked him, dang it. I don't remember what it was now. But it was like he he added, he, he said it a second time to add dramatic effect to it. Um, I, oh, man. Oh, oh, I remember. Because she said that, so do you feel like you're the victim here? And he said they've been, they're trying to kill uh, my career. They're trying to assassinate my character. They're trying to bury me alive. But I'm still alive. I'm still alive. That's exactly how he said it. I started crying, laughing. I I had to pause the interview. The fact that he said it twice, the fact that he said it twice like that to add dramatic effect is like, it's almost like, see, I, how I see the way R. Kelly is doing all this, right? Maybe it was the way that this interview was being held with with uh, with uh, Sister Gail Queen King. It was almost like if you've ever been, if you, as a man, as a man, if you've ever been, <laughs> if you've ever had to sit down in a situation, because I've had to do this, you had to sit down in a situation with your girl. And you've been texting some other girl or you cheated or, you know, it, it, it involves another woman. Robert Kelly was conducted this interview like a dude that was getting called out by his girl for cheating. He was like, no, they just lying on me after everything I've done. 30 plus years of my career I'm giving to y'all and this is how y'all want like he was when he started doing the whole crying thing and people saying that they that that we've now retired the Jordan crying meme but now we're using the R. Kelly crying meme I do not want to see R. Kelly's face up and down my timeline I don't want to see it let's just keep using Jordan um with all that that he was doing, all that crying he was doing, y'all can't see me do the air quote, so I'm I'm gonna say it again. All the crying that he was doing, and maybe 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 it was I don't want to say it was sincere, but maybe it wasn't an act. <clears throat> I do feel like that, like I say, there's a psychology to what Robert Kelly is doing. There's an act, like. I don't think it's sincere, but at the same time, I don't think it's an act. I think there is a psychology to it. There's somewhere in the middle where it's not fake and it's not true, but it's something in the middle. But when he was doing all that crying stuff, like, 
They don't, don't want to see 30 plus years I've, I've given his career. Y'all trying to assassinate me. I'm trying to see my kids. By the way, uh, R. Kelly got arrested today for not paying child support. So he has to go to court for that. Oh, they, oh, oh, they coming for Robert. They coming for Robert. They coming for Bobby. They coming for him. Bobby Kelly, they coming for him. Now they getting him on back child support, evading. Because, like, the charges are, I think it's 10 counts of, like, sexual something. Sexual misconduct. I can't remember. But it's 10 counts. And then also they getting him for uh, tax evasion. And now this whole child support thing. And he, I just want to see my kids. So you're not even paying child support. What are you talking about? And apparently, uh, uh, sister... Sister uh, Gail Queen King, in another interview that she had with CBS this morning, she said that she asked uh, Robert Kelly, you know, you have two daughters. How would you feel if this was happening to them? And he had said, uh, I would arrest myself. I don't know what that means because I don't think she was asking him, what if you abducted your own daughters and... <laughs> I don't think, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like I said, there's a psychology here. And uh, I feel like that's what's. So I was I was getting ready to watch another part of the interview, but I decided to come record instead because um, I don't want to chime in on this whole R. Kelly thing too much right now. Uh, the next time I talk about it, unless something major happens or something groundbreaking happens because he said out of his own mouth that he has proof that parents were willingly give, handing over their 16 and 17 year old daughters to Robert Kelly who's about 49, 49 48 years old so until I see that part of the interview I may not talk about this again until he goes to court because I want to watch the trial. I want to keep track of the trial. I want to I want to study the trial. Because like I say that, there's, there's a psychology. Because I feel like there's not too much criminal. There's not too much crime or criminal act for me to dissect. Like, he held these women for as sex slaves in his sex dungeon. He inflicted a, a sort of mental pain on these girls when well these women who were girls when this began and then they began to suffer from Stockholm syndrome there are two women who when this all first kicked not not when it all first kicked off but they're their sisters one of them is 23 the other one's 21 they, uh, they went to an R. Kelly concert hoping to be signed by can you imagine being signed by R. Kelly being signed by Robert Kelly? Can you imagine that? What is I didn't even know he had a record. What's the name of his record label? What's the name of it? Like what what do you if you're if if you're Robert Kelly, what do you name your record label? The, the the chocolate factory? Is that is that the name of it? Would you name your record label the chocolate factory label? 
Chocolate Factory Recording. Is that is that the name of it? I don't I don't know. Anyway, that that's nasty to be to be signed by Robert Kelly. That's nasty. The fact that he's like the COO of his own record company, the Chocolate Factory Recording label, and, and you're one of his top artists, and, and and here you are thinking like, all right, man, this is my big break. You know what I'm saying? I got signed by the Pie Popper himself, and why, 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 why more sixteen year olds? Why you keep bringing in sixteen year olds? Oh man, I'm trying to give them their big break. Okay, but you brought in a whole slew of 16-year-olds before. They haven't recorded anything yet. It's taking up space, Robert. It's taking up space. It's taking up space, man. Stop signing all these 16-year-old girls. Now I'm getting uncomfortable. Now I can't record. Why are you bringing in all these 15-year-olds? Did they have to drop out of school? They had to drop out of school. Maybe they weren't going to school anymore. So now they only have a tenth grade education. I don't. I don't know how some of this works because one of the one of the girls, um, her last name is Savage. I can't remember her first name, but I, I think Robert Kelly took her in when she was like seventeen. So what Robert Kelly is saying happened is that this girl's father brought her to one of his shows. And her father knows a friend of Robert Kelly, a mutual friend of Robert Kelly. And was like, hey, make sure my daughter gets on stage with Robert Kelly because I want Robert Kelly to sign my daughter. So. So what Rob, what Robert is saying is these parents willingly gave me their children. No, we didn't, Robert. We was hoping that you... We weren't saying that we were signing our daughter off to you. We were saying that we were hoping that you sign our daughter to your record label. We weren't signing them over to you. I remember watching that video about a year ago, maybe two years ago. And uh, uh, the girl at, you know, well, young lady was doing an interview over Skype with TMZ when all this stuff stuff first started coming out about a year ago or two years ago that Robert Kelly had women basically held captive and she was one of the one of the women that spoke publicly on behalf of all of the other women that were held captive. And she was saying, you know, we're not being held captive or whatever. But if you could look on her shirt, you can see a shadow kind of making hand gestures. Seems like the hand, sh- the, the, the shadow was directing the conversation. Like he would do like the whole cutthroat thing. If they asked a question that the shadow didn't want answered, and then she will be like, oh, you know, I don't know, or I'm not going to talk about that or whatever. Um, it was creepy stuff when I watched it. It was really creepy because I was thinking to myself, like, these these women are in danger. If if they weren't in danger, there'd been no need to be in the room while this interview was being conducted. 
with TMZ, like there'd been no need. I think that house was in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. It was in some part of Georgia. Like the upscale part of Georgia. But um Yeah, so I mean it it was just crazy. I, you know, I, I got a couple chuckles off of this interview. It is not that so much he was trying to be funny, but I think in in this sense of him having a career for this long, he almost doesn't know how to be, not be entertaining. I was entertained. I'm not saying I, I liked it or it was funny or anything like that. Like, I laughed, but I he wasn't trying to be funny, but I think he doesn't know how to turn the entertainment side of R. Kelly off. He doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to be Robert Kelly anymore. He only knows how to be R. Kelly. But there's a part of the interview that I didn't get a chance to watch that I, I probably will that basically says he was sexually abused by um, his mother or his older sister. I can't I don't know, but I know it was one of the two, but I can't remember. Um, now I feel like in that part of the interview, there was a part of the interview that they, that, uh, sister Gail Queen King touched on that with Robert Kelly. I didn't watch it. So I don't know what was said. Um, I'll probably go back in that. I'm, I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Leave the studio, go back, watch it and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I, I like I say, man, there, there's like a. There's a psychology to it. And to know that someone is capable of having that type of influence on people to the point where they turn on their family because they feel like this is something that I should. This is somewhere I should be. This is someone that I should be aligning myself with. And they're almost too afraid to leave because. In order to inflict Stockholm syndrome on someone, there it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a physical pain that you place on someone, but it could be something that that someone holds near and dear to their heart, and you're threatening to take that away. It could be anything, you know, finances opportunity, family, or their own life, but you're threatening to take that away if they don't do what you say. That's how you get Stockholm Central to the point where they've convinced themselves that, oh, this is how this person shows love. And and and, and if you're if you're listening to this right now, if you're in an abusive relationship where you're getting beat on, you're being cursed at, you're you're being talked down on but you, but their response is, I do it because I love you. And you feel like this is how love is displayed. You're suffering from Stockholm Syndrome. That's exactly what Stockholm Syndrome is. Is going through abusive behavior and feeling like, like you almost begin to sympathize with your abuser. You know, you begin to see that, oh, I'm being abused because of something I did wrong. Like you began to allow the abuser to victimize themselves. That's what Stockholm syndrome is. Like you, you sympathize with your abuser. You feel like your abuser needs you. I pray 
for those young women. I pray for them because it's a scary thing and they feel like that this is just what life is supposed to be. And it's hard. Like, you know, Robert Kelly said that um, these two girls that are that everybody is so worried about, he says uh, that those are his girlfriends, that they're in a relationship. And he has said, you know, and don't judge me because I have two girlfriends. No, Robert, no, that's not why we're judging you. But you don't have to worry about us judging you because a judge is going to judge you. And the jury is going to place that judgment upon you. So you don't have to worry about us, the public, judging you. You need to worry about that jury. Okay? I should have listened to Charlamagne the Gods. Um, Charlamagne the God is a radio host for the Breakfast Club, Power 105 in New York. And he gave Robert Kelly donkey of the day. I didn't listen to it. I don't know what he said. I should go listen to it. I should have listened to it before I made this episode, but um, I didn't listen to it, but I'm going to listen to it. But for him to say, don't judge me because I have two girlfriends, like, fam, trust me, that's the last thing we are worried about, okay? You are holding these girls captive. They're, they've been gone from their families for four years. Like, one of the girls, her her mother said, you know, that she's just worried about it because she hasn't heard from her from her daughter in years. Like, I don't know. I mean, with accusations, at the same time, man, look, this is going to sound real controversial. I do not care. As a parent, you got to take some fault in this. How did you allow your 16 or 17-year-old girl, knowing, knowing that this man is a pedophile, knowing that, like, there's no way. I don't care about him being black. You're being black. He's my black brother. Um, they accuse him of something. He got off. We all know that that was Robert Kelly. In that video. I was 13 years old, and I watched that video. I knew that that was Robert Kelly. I knew that. And he started urinating on that girl. And he started peeing on her. I'm like, why would R. Kelly pee on the girl for like that actually happened. I remember watching the Chappelle show, and he made it was he made a song. He pretended to be R. Kelly, and he made a song talking about peeing on girls. And R. Kelly ran up on Dave Chappelle because he was so mad about it. Like that wasn't a cut. Like that actually happened. Like that actually happened. He peed on that girl. She was like fifteen or sixteen years old. Like that. Was, anyway, I don't care. That you're Robert Kelly. If you're Robert Kelly, be Robert Kelly over there. I am not taking my daughter to a Robert Kelly show hoping that he notices my underage daughter so that she could be signed. He had no rehabilitation. A lot of times when you go to prison, when you come out, you kind of conduct yourself in the same way you did on the inside. I don't feel like prison is a proper, like for something like, um, like sexual abuse. I don't feel like I'm trying to walk a thin line here because I, I do feel like you should go to prison, but there should be some type of rehabilitation because 
But you go in for sexual abuse or sexually assaulting a, a child, a minor. First of all, I feel like if you're sexually assaulting a minor, you should be getting life. That's how I feel. But if you've like sexually abused someone that, that is of legal age, you should go to prison, but there should be some type of rehabilitation. You know what I'm saying? Like, because some people feel like you're just hot wired that way. There are some people that are just prone to sexually assaulting people. Some people feel that way. I, I, I do. I feel like the people that are prone to sexually assaulting people are people that have been sexually assaulted themselves. I don't feel like you're born in your DNA that you're destined to sexually assault someone. I feel like if, if people that sexually assault others, because they've been sexually assaulted. I mean, they say hurt people hurt people. So I feel like you've been sexually assaulted. Your sexual assaulter has been sexually assaulted themselves. Now, I know if you have been sexually assaulted, you're probably like, I don't care what happens to that person. They took my innocence away. I understand that. I understand that. I'm not trying to victimize anybody that is a sexual assaulter or a sexual abuser or something like that. Um, or a sexual deviant in that in that way. I'm not trying to victimize them. I'm just saying that they've been sexually assaulted themselves. So that's why I feel like for a crime like that, if you go to prison, there should be a, a, a way of rehabilitation. You know? Way to deal with urges like that. And I remember in my psychology class, we, we touched on sexual abusers and how it is... A, a wiring in their brain, but I feel like it's a wiring that is sorted differently after they're sexually assaulted. I don't think as soon as you come out the womb, you're a sexual abuser. I I, I don't believe that. Nah, I don't I don't believe it. But um, yeah. So you know, I the, I'm interested in the psychology part of Robert Kelly now, like. Um, it's just, I find it just, just my infatuation with understanding the human mind, not so much the books, the book smarts of it, just, uh, assessing the way people think, the way that they behave, their history that led them to however they behave, uh, that's where I find this most interesting. The criminal aspect of it, I mean, is pretty cut and dry. You know, he sexually assaulted these young women back when they were young girls, and now he's holding them captive. Like it's pretty cut and dry. It's black and like it's it's pretty cut and dry. There's no gray area there. But it's a sex it's the psychology part of it that I'm I'm intrigued by. And not only from Robert Kelly, but the women. I didn't watch the uh, Surviving R. Kelly doc on, on Lifetime. Um, I don't know if it's on Hulu by now. I don't know. Uh, I kind of want to watch it, but then I kind of don't. Because I heard that things get kind of emotional almost. And I don't know if I want to take my mind through that. But, but I heard that they give pretty distinct, descriptive... Um, play-by-play of things that happened, things that took place and everything like that. But uh, I'm pretty sure I could probably find it on YouTube by now. Like, how how long ago was that? Like, two months ago or something like that? But, yeah, you know, Robert Kelly's back in, back in jail. 
uh, it's probably holding, if anything, because of unpaid child support. So he's going to have to go to court for that. I'm pretty sure he's going to make bail again. And a lot of people, even when he made bail, because I think bail was set at a million. It's like, and the fact that he was in jail for two days, people feel like, oh, R. Kelly, R. Kelly's probably broke. But somebody else bailed him out. Um, for something like that, I feel like they freeze your funds. And I think that that did happen to him. I, I think, didn't they freeze his funds? I think they, I think they froze his bank accounts. So I'm pretty sure that his Robert Kelly nasty, disgusting team on the outside uh, finagled their way around to get his funds out of a bank account to, to pay for it, to make it seem as though somebody else is paying the bond when it was indeed himself. It was probably his money. But, they, you know what I'm saying? You got to manipulate the system or whatever. But, um... Yeah, man, that was, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested in the whole psychology of this. I'm, I am interested in it. I'm going to be paying attention to it. If something big happens and it catches my eye, I'll make another episode talking about it. But, yeah, it was just, you know, watching Sister Gail Queen King conduct this interview. And he started jumping and he jumped out of his seat, flailing his arms. He just sat there unbothered. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like any typical black woman. When she got a dude in the corner and he starts, and when we start going, really, really, that's how I was going to rip, we lost. And that's basically when, when Robert Kelly started saying that um, y'all are attacking my character, he started pointing directly at the camera, looking us in our eyes. He was two seconds away from sounding like Offset and saying y'all won. It was two seconds away from saying y'all won. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm interested. I'm, I'm going to follow the trial of Robert Kelly. I'm going to, I'm going to follow it. But like I say, if, if something news worthy or groundbreaking happens within like the next few days, cause, um, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make another episode talking about it. Now, my next episode is coming out on Saturday. Um, it will be dropping Saturday. I will be dropping the episode on Saturday. I will be dropping the episode on Saturday. I will be dropping the episode on Saturday. I'm going out of town because my my three months are up with my with my son. So I'm I'm flying back to Milwaukee to drop him off to be with his mom for the next three months. So I'll be giving him back in the summer. Um and you know, I'm being in Milwaukee for a night. Hit me up if you know me personally. Hit me up. Uh, I'll be in Milwaukee. Even if you're a fan, if 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 you if you are a contributor, if you are a listener to the podcast, and you live in Milwaukee. Hit me up, like yo, man, I'm in Milwaukee. Oh, no, for real. You know what I'm saying? Um, I um, yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up. Show some support if you live in Milwaukee. If you know me personally. Hit me up. I, you know, we probably we probably kick it. We probably hang out. I'm only there for the night, though. But I'm going to record an episode on Saturday. I'm going to release the episode on Saturday. I'm trying to think up of a concrete schedule. I'm releasing the episodes every Saturday. Uh, I'm not doing three episodes a week because I feel like that's flooding the market a bit too much. I kind of want to compress it down to two episodes a week. 
I don't know what the other day is, but I know it's going to be Saturdays for sure. I just don't know what the other day is. Like, I'm doing a Wednesday because this is in the middle of the week. So I might just keep it that way and just do Saturday and Wednesdays or Saturday and Thursdays or something like that. I don't know. But um, I'm going to drop a special episode on Sunday as, you know, just a recap of, you know, my trip to Milwaukee. You know, I'm going to drop another little recap episode on Sunday, but I'm dropping the episode Saturday. Not entirely sure what it's going to be about. If you have any suggestions at all, man, hit me up. If you're on Twitter, uh, follow uh, follow my, the podcast's Twitter account at uh, podcast about nothing on, on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, not podcast about nothing. I'm sorry. Pod about nothing. On Twitter, it's pod about nothing on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow the Instagram account, man. Podcast about nothing. I'm going to make a little, uh, a little advert uh, for my next episode on a Saturday, and I'm going to drop the advert at some point tonight, and just give you all further details on what I got going on for the month of March and how. If you're a recording artist, if you know any recording artists. Direct them to my uh, Instagram. Direct them to my Twitter account. Again, on Twitter, I'm at pod bout nothing. P-O-D bout nothing on Twitter, on Instagram, podcast bout nothing on Instagram. Um, But yeah, I'm going to drop a little advertising thing later on tonight, too. Just saying, you know, hey, if you got some music, want me to promote it, I'm promoting it for free all month of March. Hit me up. I'm going to play it just like on this episode and the previous episode. I played a little 30 second uh, snippet of two artists who sent me their music, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, hey, man, you, you're getting a commercial spot for free. So, you know what I'm saying? Utilize it. That's how I feel. Uh, but yeah, this has been another episode of Podcast About Nothing. I've been your host, The Apex. And until the next time, mind your business and stop playing Robert Kelly. Peace. You work hard. Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just 25 bucks a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four-line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See Metro by T-Mobile.com.